CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sun Joke All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sun Joke All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTR Live, and look for the show as hashtag growth. The, uh, the topic for today's show is the road to enabling growth. And our guests for today's show are Mark Shaver, who is the Vice President and CIO with Joy Global. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm going fine. How's life there? Uh, life is fine. Uh, you pick up the call in the east rather than being in Milwaukee today, but uh, I'll look forward to getting home anyway. So <laughs> That's good. And we also have Jay Farrell, who is the CIO of the American Cancer Society. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing? Good morning, Sanjo. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Great to have you. Now, every company we know focuses on growth, and uh, yet are we wrong in saying that it's not something everyone has mastered or are there are some confusion or are there some people are doing better than others? And that's the premise for this show this morning, and we wanted to explore the journey and the requirements it takes to enable your organization for growth. So, uh, Jay, the first question I'll go ahead and ask you if you were to look at growth, of course, you, you sit down with your CEO and executive management and they say, we want to move further. And I'm sure people are no longer talking about hunkering down and saying, somehow keep the lights on. However, there are some organizations who are doing better than others with respect to showing growth. And, and uh, they are consistently doing it while others struggle. Is there a fundamental flaw uh, or what's, what's causing this? What's causing this divide? You know, it's an interesting question, and I, and I think part of it is a, is a mindset for seizing growth opportunities. And sometimes we get so focused on, to your point, hunkering down and, and thinking about keeping the, the home fires burning, which, again, is very, very important. But is your organization ready to seize opportunities very quickly? I can tell you at the American Cancer Society, although the intent was there, our organizational construct historically uh, was not prepared to deal with market opportunities to, to reach you know, constituents or volunteers with new programs, to capture donors in, in new areas who are, who are very passionate about our mission because we were 13, 12 independent divisions plus a corporate office. And although the intent was very, very good, Organizationally, we weren't constructed to seize those market opportunities because everything was, uh, you know, everything was done by consensus. You had divisions that had a very geographic focus, and although they still do today, uh, we are now one unified global American Cancer Society, and that enables us to seize opportunities very, very quickly. So I think one challenge that organizations face is construct and the ability to respond quickly. At least that was a struggle for us. So, uh, Mark, uh, basically based on what Jay said is we slow down because maybe we would not want to call always bureaucracy, but consensus building. If you were the, the lone Hercules, would you have always been able to deliver growth? Is that the only stumbling block or, or, or a damper in your view, which prevents companies from growing? 
Well, I think we look at every company should be focused on growth. Uh, I, uh, at Joy Global, uh, we're focused on the new markets and direct servers and so forth. But I'd like to comment in the mining sector at present, uh, we are still hunkered down some. Uh, we have uh, controlled our costs through this very deep cycle uh, that we're seeing. Uh, at the same time, I'd like to think a large part of our future is uh, from our IT department. Uh, we uh, we are one Joy Global. Uh, we have 135 sites. Uh, we're all run on the same systems, basically all the same processes. But at the end of the day, uh, we're providing, you know, as Jay will, I'm sure, uh, add in, that all we're taking the data and uh, turning in information for the business and allowing that to uh, provide some direction to get the results. And uh, we just focus on that every day uh, through these whatever cycle we may be in. But uh, I think every company should be focused on the growth and, and in fact, not allow this short obstacles uh, to change your strategies. You know, I, I agree, Mark. Yeah. Sorry, Sanjay. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I agree. I think every company, you know, uh, with a very few exceptions, wants to be focused on growth. And people might hear, you know, the American Cancer Society and think, gosh, you guys are a nonprofit. Why, why would growth be important to you? And, and you know, one of the things that well, the way we look at growth is a couple of different ways, but it's just as important to us. One would be how do we reach more people who are battling cancer, who are passionate about the mission? So in that way, you know, we want to grow our donor base. We want to grow our constituents. We want to grow our volunteer base and reach more people who are fighting this life-threatening disease. So from that perspective, we want to grow. From a donations perspective, which is the lifeblood of what funds our, our research and everything else, we want to grow there. So it's really not unlike, you know, some of the, the challenges maybe that Mark faces, you know, in a, in a public in a organization. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody wants to be focused. It, to your point earlier, are how many companies are prepared to seize opportunities and have that focus and, and can execute on that plan. Steve, so both of you said that we want to grow and there is a focus. So perhaps that is a good start. But that doesn't automatically lend itself to success because there could be something missing, whether it's in the capability, whether it's in the, the organization, the execution where the devil is. So, Mark, if you had to itemize some areas that while everybody was gung-ho and was having all the right intention, as every, every member of your team had the right intention, but still the growth was slower than what you would expect, what would you attribute that to? Well, Sanjay, I, I believe that I would I would put it like that they may be working very hard and tirelessly, but are they focused on, on the right things? I believe it was uh, Henry Ford <clears throat> that made the made the uh, quote that uh, obstacles are the scary things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. <laughs> uh, uh, if your business is focused on growth and to get there, they have three simple steps, and that is number one to eliminate the waste. And number two, simplify the process. And number three, automate it where possible. Uh, and I think as IT leaders, and I, I trust that Jay and yourself would agree that that too often uh, uh, we get the uh, opportunity to automate something, which brings a very poor process. Uh, I think the workers today are our management teams. I think they, those that are successful have people that are strategic first, and then tactical second, and then into actions. And I think too often uh, they do see obstacles or cutting budgets or reduced headcount or these activities, 
and they they feel that they're in a dive. In fact, when it just moves them to even be more streamlined, more operational excellence, more ways to eliminate the waste, simplify the process, and automate where possible. Staying focused on those is what makes the successful successful companies, in my opinion. You know, Mark, Jay, I agree with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, so Jay, when you were to uh, look at any success path or, or a growth path that a company sees, is it about it could happen once, but it doesn't happen the other time? Do you think that is they just got lucky? No, I think there's some common threads, absolutely, that that have to happen. And, and Mark touched on some of them. Um, you know, eliminating eliminating waste, simplification, and, and automation. You know, we kind of have some tenants in the in the IT organization at ACS, and we support nearly 900 locations and, you know, millions of volunteers and, and tens of millions of donors and thousands of events and, and all of these other things all around the world. And, you know, for us, IT was overly complex when I joined a couple of years ago. And so now we have a mantra, simplified, standardized, secure, efficient, and effective. And that's the lens through which we look at everything. Now, that doesn't sound sexy and it doesn't sound like, Gosh, it doesn't sound like a recipe for growth. But really what it does is it lays down a foundational framework that keeps the simple things simple. Don't, don't create problems where there shouldn't be any, you know. And once, you, once you're able to focus on, on the, we call whatever, keep the lights on, run and maintain, whatever it is. Once that's in, in, a, in a kind of uh, a steady state and you, you have this, you know, continual improvement mindset over that, it frees up capacity to focus on growth opportunities. And when you're a simplified architecture, you're a simplified organization, and I don't just mean technically, but I mean decision rights, I mean uh, governance, I mean all of these things, you can seize market opportunities when they come together. Uh, to your point, Sanjog, I think that the successful organizations come together around a common strategy. They're able to make decisions very quickly. They're able to... Uh, agree on the amount of risk that they that they absorb, and uh, they they pull the they pull the trigger, you know. And I think many companies get caught up with problem admiration or opportunity admiration, and sacrifice good uh, for the sake of perfection, which I think is always a recipe for disaster. And and I think Sanjay, when when you listen to Jay, how how much further apart uh, could you have mining embedded materials? And American Cancer Society, uh, and both are, are starting. Start off with your strategies, uh, simplification of activities, processes, uh, and I think that's what's being asked of the IT world today. I, I think the idea of the the next quickest thing, the next software, and of course we all hear about our big data's and quicker information. But at the end of the day, uh, I think it's up to the IT leaders uh, and listen to Jay also that strategic uh, looking forward aligned with the business and driving results in lieu of being just a service organization uh, uh, to the business. So listening to both of you, looks like that your respective companies are very lucky to have leaders like you, and I'm sure you are having the same mindset prevail in your respective IT organization. However, growth is of the business and not every time IT is at fault. Like we've almost become defensive that anytime anything happens, IT says, oops, I might have done something wrong. <laughs> but right. we don't want that, happen, right? <laughs> right. So, so if you were to just take a step back and think that, yes, we are doing the right things, 
where could things go wrong on the business side? Because it's this very easy to point fingers from business to IT that you guys did something wrong, but there could be they could be their own worst enemies. So, Jay, if you were to take a few places where I'm not saying you have to necessarily take your own example, your organization's example, but wherever you've seen things happen, but it was done by the business people, which undermined the efforts you could have put in and could have brought in the growth. Yeah, no, there are the, you're absolutely right. I mean, it reminds me of the old adage that uh, there are only business successes and IT failures. And, um, you know, but I, I mean, that's a little bit of, uh, of a pessimistic view. But there, there have been plenty of opportunities, and, and ACS would be uh, no different. When I was with AIG for many, many years, it would be no different where, you know, sometimes organizations can't get out of their own way. You have a culture that maybe is entrenched in an old way of doing things, they're a bit myopic in their approach. They, they can't really point the finger at themselves or look in the mirror and say, hey, there's a better way of doing things. And, you know, some executives are open-minded and are willing to listen very quickly. Others take a little more time and a little more cajoling to kind of see the, see the light or get religion. Um, the, the sad thing is there, though, that, you know, when you're, you're busy kind of wrangling those cultural issues, you, you do have missed market opportunities. And it, it's absolutely important to lead from the CIO seat. I tell people all the time, we have the best seat in the house as a CIO. You see across the organization, you get to see business process from beginning to end. And, you know, if you're able to talk in their language and understand what they're trying to accomplish, I think you can, you can lead by example. But um, I will tell you, there have been plenty of opportunities in my experience where we, you know, the organization has been caught up with things that are, are uh, a little bit more, um, inward focus, whether it's governance or turf or territory or whatever, rather than focusing on the big picture. And I think we're called as effective CIOs to lead by example and show that, look, you're here for the the overall organization, not for the glory of IT. Mark, uh, we'll take a quick break, but when we come back, uh, would you say that the business is supposed to be doing something right, and if they don't do it, are we okay? Is it okay for technology folks to be whistleblowers, or we are just supposed to be looked at as people who are given an order, and when we execute it well, that determines our performance and our paychecks. But if if the overall success of an initiative is undermined, and if business, which may be the very well, very well be the sponsor, is making mistakes, then how much immunity and how much authority is given to IT to come and say, guys, you're not doing something right, and maybe slap their hand. But please uh, stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud.
You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Mark, I'd rather have business also be checked by IT versus the only other way around if there are things not going right. What is happening to that regard? <laughs> well, uh, I think I have an advantage a little bit in this, uh, in this uh, uh, scenario. Uh, I'm a 40-year veteran of Joy Global, uh, actually working underground my first 20 years for the company, but I've only had IT uh, as CIO for four years. But we have taken a different a transformation of IT that I challenge my managers, my directors globally, that we are providing solutions to the business and we go to the same meetings. Uh, I like to uh, speak that we get invited now to the first meeting rather than the fifth meeting. And uh, so we're at that first meeting, and we've also now through the uh, real-time data, which we've heard for many years, but we provide all the metrics for the 135 plants globally. So we're putting up on screens at every shop, different places. Here's how many jobs are open. Here's how many jobs that may be late. Here's how many jobs you need to focus on. So we're providing the metrics and the activities that took a lot of time of our management teams and finance teams. So, in fact, both, as Jay mentioned, are focused on the market focus on the things where they add value, and we're providing the metrics on the back end of actually how is the business health, and that comes from our IT department. So, Jay, if you were to look at a business, what do you know uh, if uh, if the business is respecting IT for what it understands across multiple lines? Because typically it's been seen that IT is expected to know all of that, but it still does not uh, it's, its input in terms of where the growth can come and where the strategies could work has been undermined. And I'm not there to you know, go on a soapbox here in terms of IT not getting the respect. It's more important to say that sometimes the best sources of innovation could be coming from people who have a deeper insight so as to what's going on in every part of the organization. But is business listening to the technology leaders in order for them to be able to identify areas of growth and opportunities? I think it's changing, and I, I don't think we're right. We're quite there yet. I, but I think I think we're making, and I and I mean we, you know, CIOs and IT leaders are making progress. You know, you, we used to hear all the time IT alignment, IT alignment. Are we aligned with the business? And when I think about that, I think about quote the business as this monolithic organization, and here's IT walking alongside. And I think that's an outdated way to look at things. I, I, I think IT is the business, and that doesn't mean we're any more important or less important. But nothing happens in today's day and age without everybody working in unison, or at least it doesn't happen as well as it can without everybody working in unison. So I think more and more organizations, and certainly the American Cancer Society is no different, uh, and Mark alluded to it, that you know, we're in that first meeting. And you know, I, I think more and more CIOs are getting recognized as, as experts in not only market opportunity, but in business process. So you know, whenever I hear IT alignment, I kind of, I, I kind of, I, I, um, I take a step back or take a pause, just because I, I think we, we, you know, 
the most effective CIOs now are the ones who are embedded in the business. We're C-level executives. We're there with the CFO, with the CMO, with the COO. And I think we have every bit as much to offer, if not more in certain scenarios, because we do see across the business and we are able to connect the dots perhaps in a way that most other executives can't. Uh, and uh, I, I'd like to add there, uh, and I'm hearing how Jay's success has been also at the American Cancer Society. I also believe that the CIO has the accountability, if not the responsibility, at least the accountability to have those relationships with with all those business leaders at the senior levels per region or whatever department it may be. Because, in fact, as Jay said earlier, or maybe you did, Sanjay, is that we are held accountable that we're listening to all the conversations, and we are the ones that should be bringing up the right solutions because we have the most information or the most data, but we have those relationships and we should be the ones that are saying, this is what I'm hearing from the entire business, not a segment. That's exactly right. And the one thing I'll add is, I mean, if a CIO is making his bones by saying, hey, we have five nines or we have all this uptime, look, those are table stakes these days. And those are very interesting conversations. They're very important. Obviously, we've got to keep the, the plumbing working and all of those things. And I don't ever want to minimize the importance of uptime or anything like that. But I think, you know, I'm held accountable to business results. I'm held, I'm held accountable to growth. Uh, you know, for, for me, it's, it's three main metrics that I'm held accountable to by my, by my president, and that's just like my peers are, and that's revenue growth or income growth, you know, cost optimization or, you know, expense control, and then most importantly, mission effectiveness. Are we accomplishing our goals as a nonprofit, as, you know, our mission to, to save more lives from, from cancer? None of those have IT in, in them. You know, you, they all do, but none of them explicitly mention technology. They don't say, hey, Jay, you're going to sunset X number of systems. Now, those are goals I might have internal to IT, but I'll tell you what, my goals within the IT organization feed those three main strategic objectives. And I'm held accountable just like our CMO is, just like our COO is. We have shared accountability, and that's made all the difference in the world. So in both cases, I think both you, Mark, and Jay, use the word accountability. Now, accountability is great. It induces the right type of pressure and makes people uh, do things the way you want them to. But do you think it could also be stifling creativity and innovation? Because instead of being seen as accountable, if, if the norm of accountability is changed to countability, so then people are saying, I'm going to do this because I want to be seen as countable. That is, I am working in the best interest of the organization, and then the innovation and creativity comes. So, Mark, do you think that uh, approach to management leadership culture, is that being uh, promoted and evangelized and supported in organizations? Because now we are no longer talking about cost control only. We're talking about creativity and innovation. Well, that's a, that's a very good point, and, and I think it's a, it's a very delicate balance. Um, I, I think part of that depends on the leadership of the different functional uh, departments and activities. Uh, I will say, I, I wonder how long we go without an acronym, but we do. Uh, we use a RACI model, uh, and, and Jay mentioned also that IT can lead, uh, lead as the example with best process, but under the RACI model, you, know, you have your responsibilities, accountabilities is actually number two. Then you got consultant and inform. 
So even though I may have accountability for a certain segment, which we break it out by process in my department, and we use it within other functional departments, I also have uh, somebody that's responsible, somebody I need to consult with, and somebody I need to inform. So that's how we're bridging uh, that obstacle that we may be stifling innovation of activity because we're all looking, still looking at the same goal, even though I may be held accountable in this one part of this process, I have I have compadres in that same process. So, Jay, if you were to look at your organization, how much of that accountability exists in business versus IT? You know, it's it's we're changing it to where it's far more you know far more shared. Certainly, metrics are important. The accountable part is is absolutely important important. Um, but one of our strategic pillars coming out of our transformation is a dedication to innovation. And, you know, innovation is one of those funny things where we all want to do it. Um, every, it, it's a, it's a topic of conversation. Every time I turn around, you know, it's the CIO, the chief innovation officer, et cetera, et cetera. We have this focus on innovation and, and few companies, I think, do it, do it well. Um, the one thing I'll add is nobody cares too much about innovation when, you know, the lights aren't working and the plumbing's not working. So um, I, I think it's a yes-and discussion that CIOs have to have and executive teams have to have um, where, look, the business has to continue on and you have to take care of the core blocking and tackling. When, when you do that and it's then, you you know, not, it's, it's not, they're not necessarily sequential. They're in parallel where you can focus on innovation, but you cannot take your eye off the ball and run the business day to day. Um, I think very often as a hundred year old organization, we, we can, we can focus a hair too much on, on looking inwardly at, at, at metrics, but um, through this transformation, you know, we're becoming a far more agile organization that is looking outwardly at market trends and, and, you know, is now able to collectively take a little bit more risk. Mark, if you were to look at the incremental changes and improvements that any company wants to bring about, perhaps some of the strategies that we discussed thus far would be appropriate, and I think that's how people have been running their shops. But now we're talking about disruptive changes in order for us to compete and even sustain ourselves or keep the lights on because marketplace is changing significantly. Would you use the same strategies or would you have uh, to say that drastic, uh, you know, times require drastic measures? Uh, I'm uh, personally, I, I'm more focused on the on the core based strategies of uh, of the business. Uh, that we uh, we the the strategy will will, will span uh, the the time of the obstacles or the external environments. Because if you have the right strategy in place, whenever you see that change approaching, uh, you should be as an IT leader uh, to the business. Uh, I I think we have a accountability to also be able to help point out that we do see an iceberg coming. We do see something coming that uh, needs to be addressed at certain plants, or we are bringing data in the states with commodity markets around the world or how we're tied into different things to get the right information to the right business leaders. So I, I, I say with the overall strategy or business, if it's focused on growth, uh, you're not inward looking. And, and I think each company is at a different step in that in that process but i would i really believe if you're not focused on growth um then then your your company is looking as jay well says keeping the lights on do more of less and it's just not an environment uh, that uh, you retain people nor is it an environment that allows your business to grow and be productive 
So, Jay, if I were to ask you to go out and try something new and different in your organization, which will foster growth, how much of permission do you need? Um, that's funny. What we would have, the way I would have answered that a year ago and the way I would have answered that today are two different questions, are two different answers. A year ago, it would probably would have required a library of information with a whole lot of meetings and a, and a whole lot of uh you know, analysis and coming together over and over and over and over again. Um, I, I don't want to make it sound like today we're more reckless, but I think we're willing to take more measured risk as an organization. We have now a dedicated innovation function within the organization, not only within IT, but outside of IT in our revenue and marketing group. Um, you know, one interesting wrinkle to this, uh, Sanjog, is that, you know, as a nonprofit and as stewards of donor dollars, we have to be very measured. But our constituents expect us to take, I think, appropriate amounts of risk when it comes to solving the cancer problem. So I think today we're, we're better armed. But the reason we are is because we have a, a commitment to it. We have an organizational construct that supports it, meaning we have dedicated resources. We have dedicated processes that now when a market opportunity sees it, you know, uh, presents itself or even a new way of doing business, we can mobilize around it, make a decision quickly uh, and, and react to it. A year ago, that might have been a, a different challenge. We would, you know, we'd still be talking about it today. And uh, that that was obviously a point of frustration. So who well, brought about that change, though? How did you make that change in terms of turtle suddenly turning very nimble? You know, it, it, it's still a work in progress, uh, and that really came, the tone was set at the top, you know, from our CEO, from our president, from our board of directors, from a recognition that the old construct, although it served us very well for 100 years, this, you know, federated uh, franchise model uh, that was federated is more accurate. The federated model that we had served us very well for years, we knew that we had to become a more nimble organization. And that, uh, you know, that we had to come together and make decisions faster. So it, it started at the top um, with the CFO, the CIO, the CEO, the, the board of directors, all with the commitment to change the way we do business. Now, you're talking about uh, executives and, and teams that have been with ACS for dozens, if not you know, dozens of years, if not decades and it was not easy. I don't want to make it sound like it was a light switch where suddenly we all got in a room and said, you know what, we need to be more innovative. We need to be more responsive. And everybody just walked out and said, yeah, you know, uh, okay, we're, today we're more responsive. It took a little bit of cajoling. It took education as to why we're doing it. It took, you know, a refinement of a, of a process that made sense. And in some cases, you know, um, it, it took people change. And, uh, but I think we're in a much better place today. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Mark would like to pose a question in terms of identifying new opportunities. So essentially, the business says, I want to grow, and uh, we would like to see where the opportunities are because everything is not just falling on our on our lap in terms of any new brilliant idea. So there has to be some uh, cohesive effort from all people in combined. Where where is the information and data coming from, or what is what is needed for the business to be able to identify opportunity, and what kind of demands they are placing on technology, folks? And are you able to deliver on it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. 
Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, uh, Mark, how do we identify new opportunities for the business? Uh, I mean, what is the process typically that is being utilized perhaps in your organization? And what kind of data and or information uh, business is demanding? And finally, are you in your department able to consistently and successfully deliver on it? Let me begin by, by pointing out, uh, just we went on break there with, with Jay's comments around how in the last year he would have got posed a different question on, on where innovation is. I would suggest that uh, most all those that are, are making transformation in IT are the ones that have given proven results. And that's what's great, uh, uh, gained the credibility for the next decision that IT may bring. So to, to your question, we, at Joy Global, sure, we provide commodities and all these different information and data points and live feeds into different activities for making decisions. At the same time, we are also, uh, as we mentioned earlier, providing metrics and activities that's going on in the business. So, in fact, those that have the responsibility to be looking at customer interaction because Joy Global is a direct service model. So they actually have more time engaging with the customers and those activities again, even more facts from that. And lastly uh, is new product development uh, because that also requires the right systems, speeds, quick to market, uh, uh, when you're doing acquisitions. All these activities still centers around the responsiveness of back-end systems, processes, and overall uh, manual processes through that that we can expedite these things. So I, I think that we have, still have a long ways to go uh, in that area, but I do believe that, uh, and listen to Jay, that uh, our IT departments have got some credibility, so whenever we get asked those questions, we're in a position to provide results that the business is now more comfortable in acting upon. Now, uh, Jay, coming back to you, do you think we all, like we have used actually the term transformation and transforming IT. But to what needs are we attaching ourselves to? Are they short-term or long-term? So is business, when it's trying to say, I'm, we're going to grow, are they being marathon runners or sprinters? And accordingly, what is IT's take on transforming itself and what how it handles the communication and, and uh, camaraderie with, with business in order to meet those needs? 
I think it's, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I think uh, it depends on the goals of the organization, obviously. I mean, we're in for the long haul. Now, if we've solved the cancer problem, God knows we'd love to put ourselves out of business and become the American something else society. That would be terrific. Um, you know, so uh, we, we do think this will be cancer's last century. But, uh, you know, the reality is that the cancer problem is very complex. Um, you know, the, the health landscape is very complex. So we know we're in for a fight. And so we cannot afford to take a short-term view. Um, that said, IT and the business is also focused on quick wins and quick victories. So when we see opportunities, even if they're short-term and it's an opportunity to reach a constituent base that we've never reached before, you know, we need to be able to seize that and, and recognize that it's, a, that it's a quick win. And IT can support that by being an agile organization, by being a standardized organization, by being responsive. And, you know, those are, all, those are all well and good, and those are nice terms. We talk about transformation. But to me, the, uh, 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 transformed, and we were talking on the break about how uh, alike our organizations are, even though our businesses are very, very different. Many, many organizations make things more complex than they need to be, and business is complex enough without voluntarily adding to it. 80% of CIOs are facing the exact same problems. And I don't mean technically. I mean the business solution. They're trying to do things faster. They're trying to do things more effectively. They're trying to do, you know, they're trying to seize market opportunities. They're trying to grow revenue. They're trying to cut costs. They're trying to optimize their product mix, et cetera, et cetera. You do those things by transforming. And when we talk about transforming, you do those things by simplifying what you have, by getting rid of redundancy by sunsetting legacy systems that are cost-burdensome and, and people-intensive. Those are, those are things that we all want to do, and those set you up nicely to seize short- and long-term market opportunities. I don't know how Mark feels about that, but I suspect he agrees. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I agree, and I and, and, uh, wouldn't want to re, re, uh, repeat everything you said there, but I, uh, I would add that when your IT organization, are, when they are aligned and focused on where we add value, Whenever you build that around that your services is where you add value, then your back-end administration activities, hosting, all these different activities, they become built for the long term. Uh, Joy also is a long-term vision company. Uh, we've been at this for 109 years. We're going to continue to be here going forward. We might even mine meteorites someday. But, but the point is, is in fact, if your IT organization is focused on value, where you add value and where you don't add value, which eliminates the waste, where you don't add value, you're setting yourself up for, to make to support the business for the long haul. Mark, you just mentioned this about where we add value, but that definition could morph. Because and also to some extent, it's up to us how where do we want to say okay to this to this level is where we add value. But after that, it is the innovation, it is the growth approach, a growth uh, you know based approach to how IT is seen as add value. And in that case, you never stop because otherwise, once we have set up our administrative process, our service management and hosting and infrastructure, we could go for a sabbatical. But that's not really possible, and it should not happen because if we are just stuck with operational issues, then God bless us all, the growth may not happen, at least not based on where we can contribute as technology department. That's a, a, a very great point, probably one of the, the best to the show here. Uh, uh, my, my, my response would be is that focusing on the ones where we add value in the activities uh, if you're aligned with the business, we talked about that today, 
there may be an IT department that needs to have the flexibility, the staff in place, because they really have to make readied changes. Uh, some of the large retailers and others, I suspect that they need to have a very flexible, nimble team that can bring on another uh, X uh, uh, gigabytes of, of, of data so they can uh, analyze or they can store or they want to transform. And, they, and because they are at that type of a, a market, that, that changes that quickly. Fortunately for us uh, in mining, uh, we are a, a stable business looking forward, so we do get the maybe the luxury of, of building some of the things on the back end uh, that are taking care of things. But we don't take the sabbatical because we are aligned with the business that says, what's more? What's next? Is it more shop floor automation? Uh, what about the next equipment coming in that we want to do different air? Customer portals. Uh, all these things we do with one-on-one for our customers, uh, all the B2B things. That's where we add value, and that's what I like to have my team focused on. Now, Jay, we know that uh, IT is supposed to be doing more with less or sometimes more with nothing more. So uh, with with that as a mantra that always prevails, no matter how good the economy is, spillover is already happening. I'm sure each of your crew members, nobody ha- has that much of leeway to be able to uh, have some, some breathing room in or, or thinking time. So what would you reduce in terms of the workload and the work variety on the plate that's there for all of these people so that you can have some time to refocus on growth and innovation? Yep, that's a terrific question. It's something I think all CIOs face. Uh, no matter how good time, no matter how good the economy is or how good uh, how good things are going, you know, we're always asked to do maybe a little bit more uh, with less or, to your point, with nothing more. And uh, I kind of laughed to myself when you said that. I said, oh, clearly you've been in some of our budget meetings. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's incumbent upon the CIO, and, and, and we have a number of letters that we can, that we can pull. And it's, it's what we, a little bit what we talked about earlier, pounding out redundancy. You know, when, I, when we first combined all 13 IT organizations in, into one, certainly we had duplicative systems. Now, nobody made the decision universally at one point that having duplicative systems was a good idea. These are independent divisions that were allowed, you know, a significant amount of autonomy. But guess what? Here we are, you know, a couple years later, and the actual number of our systems is reduced by, you know, 40%. These are, you know, this is application rationalization. This is infrastructure uh, rationalization. This is, you know, telecom rationalization. This is moving non-essential key functions, uh, non-essential functions that, like email, which are essential, but it's not essential that I host it, to the cloud in our, in our case with, uh, you know, one of the leading, um, cloud, uh, solution providers. And what that does is it frees up capacity. It frees up dollars. Um, it frees up, you know, mind share and everything else, uh, for focus on more innovative and growth focused activity. You know, when I first joined a couple of years ago, I would, I'd say we had a horrific mix of around 90, 10, 90 being, you know, lights on. And this is probably overly optimistic. 90% lights on, 10%, you know, value added work. You know, and I, I use that term, not that the 90% isn't valuable, it is, but it's a terrible mix. Today I'm happy to say we're a little bit closer to 60, 40, and I'm still not happy with that. Um, I, I mean, I'm happier, clearly, but um, I, I'd really like to get down to a 50 50 mix, which I think would be a little bit of nirvana for us. 
meaning that, you know, of our IT spend, 50% is spent kind of keeping the lights on and, 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 and maintaining the plumbing, but a full 50% would be dedicated to more life-saving work, whether it's, you know, uh, revenue growth uh, to support our research or our, our mission-related work, uh, rolling out programs that, that help people that are battling cancer and their families. Now, uh, we'll take just a quick break, and uh, Mark, when we come back, would like to talk about other people, because you yourself are a seasoned executive, and I'm sure your direct reports may also have paid their dues, and they are right there with you working with, uh, in terms of with that mindset of uh, bringing growth to an organization. But then you have a whole crew, because they're the ones where the action happens, and they're the ones who will bring things to fruition and or act upon things which are required for growth. What is being done to reorient focus of people who are not at leadership level within IT and also in business so that growth is not just being given lip service? There is something happening in a predictable manner to execute on the agenda. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. So, Mark, not just leaders, other people as well need to be reoriented to focus on growth. How is that being done? I can only... Uh speak of our uh, situation that I, that I faced uh, in June 2010, that was in fact that we had a lot of technical workers and the managers at the time were also uh, very technical IT people. Uh, we've mentioned that uh, we uh, do some steps of outsourcing some things and some things in the cloud which frees up our people for some free thinking and more than just doing uh, the day-to-day business. I found that uh, that some of my managers would not grow past a, a technical level activity, but that's the only way they found a way to get more compensation. So we introduced uh, two different streams that you can still gain in, 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 uh, in a, if you're doing innovative things, but you're more of a technical person, you can still raise within the business and IT and get more compensation. You don't have to go uh, from technical advisor to supervisor to manager. Uh, it is in a vertical stream. So that's one way. Uh, secondly, uh, we did do some of the good to great and uh, put some managers in place and, and move some others about the business to uh, that they get some more season out in the business. And lastly, 
Uh, in our IT department, the current managers underneath my directors, uh, they are focused on managed relationships uh, with some of our strategic vendors. And so they're looking at what's next, innovation, uh, what's the next handheld devices, how do we look at bring your own device. That's the discussion they're having rather than keeping the network up and running. Now, Jay, we spoke about people to some extent. Uh, what type of process realignment would actually position the business and, of course, IT to support growth and innovation while while they're doing their day job? Because we don't want to say, oh, I'm going to work on innovation or growth. But there could be something in the workflow, in the processes that could be put in so that you are at all times uh, behind the scenes, keep positioning yourself and keep supporting those initiatives. No, it's a terrific question, and and one of the things that we've done, we well, it's it's a few things. One, we now have a dedicated product development, and by product, it could be a program, a fundraising effort, et cetera. Uh, you know, a, a function within the American Cancer Society, where maybe we didn't have that at a global level before. We certainly had people thinking about it at the divisional level, and maybe even at the corporate level. But in order to to take it from thought to action to you know to reality and to rolled out was uh, a little bit of a biblical struggle. Now, you know, being one unified organization, that fo- that, that organization uh, is better armed to, to make those decisions quickly on behalf of the entire American Cancer Society. Um, second would be, you know, uh, a culture of innovation or a culture of product development embedded within the organization where people are expected to bring ideas, where people are expected to bring quick wins. We're not quite there yet. We're getting there. Uh, but even in the IT organization, we're building a culture where all ideas are good. Um, we certainly have a formal innovation process now where we can rationalize all of these. But along with that comes a tolerance for failure, which, you know, a lot of companies struggle with. They, they say they have a culture, a tolerance for failure. But then, you know, if there is a big miss, suddenly somebody is either, you know, branded with a scarlet F or, or blackballed or something like that. And, and you, you have to have this ability, uh, you know, as an organization to, to fail, to fail quickly, fail cheaply as possible, but then pick up and, and move on, learn from it and, uh, and, and be successful the next time. And, and we're getting there, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, and, uh, I think that's been very, very helpful. It all comes from the top though. It, it's the tone set at the top. You know, we can want that, you know, mid-level executives can want that. We as senior executives can want that, but man, that board of directors better want it and, uh, better support it as well. So whether it's process realignment or new ideas that you uh, put in place. So, Mark, do you think you have some play money available which you could utilize towards failing small, failing quick, but still working towards a growth path versus trying to see if I'm going to somehow allocate budget, then only this could uh, be a reality. Otherwise, it will just remain a dream. Uh, not as much as I'd like to have. <laughs> uh, uh, but we we have some play money that uh, that uh, we uh, but uh, we are also using that same little bit to with our strategic partners to state here is a direction uh, for the business and, and around the growth uh, that we think will answer uh, you know the greater our services to our customers uh, the greater our growth will be now that's our growth area uh, for Joy Global it is our direct service. So anything that touches us, we're working in the background making that happen. Uh, I guess secondly, more importantly, since Jay mentioned our famous uh, go visit the board, uh, I also, when I present the board, I plant commercials and plant seeds with them 
stating that uh, here's where we're at and here's things we've done, get past all the budget, keep the lights on. Here are some areas that, in fact, are new and, and out there. And then just get that direction. Of course, the XLT sees it first, but it also plants those seeds that were others thinking, well, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the way we want to go. So I showed us projects. Uh, so it's actually approved funding uh, more than having to have a, a little stage to, to do it uh, in the background. Jay, have you ever been able to create play money out of shaving some things which are happening in operations and maybe make that as a priority? Absolutely. No, I think self-funding is, is something that, uh, that we've been allowed to do um, where we said, look, you know, this, you know, system X or, or process Y costs us normal, normally this. If I can reduce that, that's money I can plow back into it. So, you know, self-funding is one of those things. If you don't have a, a whole lot of dedicated money for innovation and ideation and tinkering, et cetera, where you kind of recoup it yourself um, through, through cost-savings initiatives, and we've been allowed to do that, and uh, it's been very effective. Three, uh, three words each, 30 seconds each. Mark, starting with you, what top three words that you will use and keep in the forefront of your mind as an IT leader and suggest that to be done by the other IT leaders so that they are fundamentally working towards enabling growth of an organization? Eliminate the waste. Simplify the process and automate where possible. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> that's that's more than three words. That was nine <laughs> words. <sorry. laughs> uh, but no, no, in, in, in Mark's right on. I, I would say, uh, you know, simplify, uh, collaborate, and, um, you know, innovate. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Mark and Jay, for sharing your thoughts on how organizations can work together, both business and IT camps, and essentially create a predictable road to enabling growth. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much again. And listeners, hope you got something out of this conversation. Please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid.